Hello, Gator Nation, and welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators, your team every day. I'm your host, Zach Albaverde, staff writer for the Lake City Reporter. What's up, Florida fans? Welcome into the latest edition of Locked On Gators. On today's show, we will discuss the possible scenarios for Florida's New Year's Six bowl bid. In the second segment, we'll discuss another big recruiting weekend for the Gators and some of the official visitors coming to town. And we'll also bring you some comments from Florida men's basketball coach Mike White as his team gets ready for a road test on Saturday against number 24 Butler. But first things first, do have to mention some of the latest news in the coaching searches out there. We mentioned the carousel and some of the openings in the SEC, and it looks like former coach Jim McElwain, who is now at Central Michigan, has emerged as a candidate for Missouri. Rivals putting out a report Wednesday morning that the Tigers have been in contact with the former UF coach, and they're looking to hire somebody with an offensive-minded background. So we'll have to keep a close eye on that in Columbia and see how that search plays out. And we saw how the college football playoff rankings played out on Tuesday night as the Gators moved up two spots into the top 10, checking in at number nine. They jumped Penn State, who stayed at number 10. And thanks to Iowa, who upset Minnesota, and Auburn, who beat Alabama, the Gators are now in prime position to make a New Year's Six Bowl. It's just a matter of which one they're going to go to. And we'll discuss some of the possible scenarios now. And the possible destinations to look out for are the Orange Bowl, the Sugar Bowl, and the Cotton Bowl. If the rankings stay the same as they are right now, and LSU, Ohio State, Clemson, and Georgia are your four college football playoff teams, that would obviously take a win by UGA in the SEC championship. And if that happens and two SEC teams are in the college football playoff, that is going to give the Gators an opportunity to go to the Sugar Bowl because they have to take the highest ranked SEC team that's not in the college football playoff. And that would obviously be the Florida Gators. Now, if LSU is able to take care of business and beat UGA on Saturday in Atlanta, that will likely send Georgia to the Sugar Bowl, which in case the Gators would go to Miami and play in the Orange Bowl. They have to take the highest ranked team between Notre Dame, the Big Ten, and the SEC that doesn't make the college football playoff. So if the Tigers take care of business against the Bulldogs, that is likely where Florida will go. Certainly, I'll love that destination. I think Gator fans in the state would love the opportunity to play in Miami. I think the one bowl that you're not hoping for if you're a Florida fan is the Cotton Bowl. The Gators would go there in the event that they don't jump Wisconsin, which is currently the highest-ranked two-loss team in the college football playoff rankings. They play Ohio State in the Big Ten championship game, and if they're able to be competitive against the Buckeyes, maybe lose by a field goal, or better yet, upset OSU, then certainly they could put themselves in position to go to the Orange Bowl, and then the Gators would slide to the Cotton. But at the end of the day, the Gators are going to make a New Year's Six Bowl, and that is a huge accomplishment for Dan Mullen in his second year year at this program. It's going to be the first time that the Gators have made marquee bowl games in back-to-back years since 2008 and 2009 when they played in the national championship game and the Sugar Bowl against Cincinnati. Now that trip to New Orleans went really well for the Gators in Tim Tebow's final college game, but the last time the Gators played in the Sugar Bowl, it was an ugly showing against Louisville. They're wearing the blue tops and the orange bottoms, and they just didn't want to be in that game in 2012. That was the season where Florida had a chance to play for the national championship, and they just did not get up for that game against the Cardinals. I think if Florida goes to New Orleans, or if they go to Miami, they're going to be jacked for this game. You're going to have a group of seniors that are going to want to go out with an 11-win season. I really don't think it matters 
who the opponent is. Florida's going to be jacked up to be in a New Year's Six Bowl for the second straight season. I do think the most likely scenario for the Gators is an Orange Bowl matchup against number 23 Virginia. They will play third-ranked Clemson in the ACC title game on Saturday, and if they lose, as expected, to the defending national champs, they will go to the Orange Bowl as the ACC runner-up. And a matchup between Florida and Virginia isn't exactly going to move the needle in terms of viewership, but it's going to be an opportunity for UF to get another big win in a New Year's Six Bowl game. And that's something that would be huge for Dan Mullen and his staff with recruiting heating up. And when we come back from this first break, we'll run down some of the official visitors who will be making their way to Gainesville this weekend. You're listening to Locked On Gators, your team every day. Treat yourself to the meal you deserve and have your favorite restaurants come to you with DoorDash. Right now, our listeners can get $5 off their first order of $15 or more when you download the DoorDash app and enter the promo code Locked On. Listening on the go? If you can't visit DoorDash right now, you can find this and all other great offers from Locked On sponsors at LockedOnPodcast.com slash offers. Welcome back into the show. The Gators had a big recruiting weekend last weekend for the Florida FSU game. Six official visitors in town, dozens of others who made their way to Gainesville for unofficial visits, and the Gators landed a pair of commitments from the Pouncey brothers, Jordan and Ethan. And then this weekend, another big slate of visitors as the Gators are scheduled to host eight recruits in town, including six commits to the 2020 class, led by Florida quarterback commit Anthony Richardson. He will spend the weekend visiting his hometown Gators with a handful of future teammates, including one UF pledge who is going to be a go-to target for him at the next level, and that's Jaquavion Frazier's out of Dinellon. Richardson and Frazier are a pair of top 200 overall prospects who've been committed to the Gators for a long time, and now they'll have the opportunity to get wined and dined this weekend before they officially become members of the Florida football team. You'll also have O-line commit Richard Leonard out of Coco visiting this weekend. He received an in-home visit from the staff this week, as well as a pair of defensive backs, Finley Graham out of Lakeland, who's also a return specialist, and Trevez Johnson out of Jacksonville Bartram Trail, who recently picked up an offer from Clemson. And you can't forget Florida linebacker commit Derek Wingo making his way to campus. He recently picked up his fifth star from Rivals.com this week, and he will also be in town with some of his future teammates. And then there's a pair of guys who aren't committed to Florida that will be officially visiting this weekend, including one who used to be committed to the Gators, and that's Morvin Joseph, the six foot three, 220-pound buck prospect who is currently committed to Florida State. But you have to think with the coaching change going on there and the administration's inability to find a replacement for Willie Taggart, that it has opened the door for Florida to get Joseph back into the fold, and they'll try to get him to flip his commitment once again this weekend. And another big-time defensive line prospect visiting this weekend is Donnell Harris out of Miami. He is rated a top 100 overall prospect, 54th nationally in the 24-7 sports composite. He's currently committed to Texas A&M, recently made that decision but he's going to give the in-state Gators an opportunity to show what they have to offer this weekend and if they can convince him to stay home in the Sunshine State. He will then visit Texas A&M on the weekend of December 13th before making a final decision on his recruitment. So those are the guys making their way to Gainesville this weekend, and I think the fact that six class members 
are going to be in town this weekend trying to flip these two defenders who are committed to other schools. That's certainly going to bode well for the Gators to have all those guys around them at the same time so they can get a feel for what it's going to be like to be a part of this class and be a part of this team. I definitely like Florida's chances of getting Morvin Joseph back into the fold with all of the uncertainty surrounding the FSU football program. And if they can find a way to flip Harris from Texas A&M, that would be a huge get for this class and move the Gators even higher up the recruiting rankings. When we come back from this next break, we'll play you some comments from Florida coach Mike White as his team gets ready for their road trip at number 24 Butler. You're listening to Locked on Gators, your team every day. Florida fans, if you're making your way to Gainesville this fall for UF home games or you're just a sports junkie like me, then I've got the perfect place for you. The Mealy Pop Shop, located off I-75 on 39th Avenue, is your one-stop shop for sports cards, memorabilia, autographs, gaming, and collectibles. I've been able to load up on my Michael Jordan cards since the shop opened last year. They have college and NFL games on in the store every weekend and a bunch of cool events, sometimes featuring former Gator players like Percy Harvin. Their NFL weekly pick is free and fun with weekly prizes and a season-long prize so check out the mealy pop shop at 3700 northwest 91st street gainesville florida or call at 352-204-5573 welcome back into the show the florida basketball team is back in action on saturday at noon against number 24 butler the Bulldogs are undefeated on the season a perfect 8-0 record and they're coming off a 67-58 win over Ole Miss, and like the Gators, they're also coming off of a win in a tournament classic. Butler was able to win the Hall of Fame classic on November 26th with a 68-67 win over Stanford in the championship game. So this team is definitely going to be a test for Mike White and his group, especially with the Gators coming off some poor showings in practices this past week. Mike White was not happy with the effort that he saw from his guys coming off that tournament win in the Charleston Classic. Here's what Mike White had to say about it on Thursday. Over the past week or so, you know, uh, it, it's been since Charleston. And before that, you know, this group um, had been terrific, you know, really consistent. Not that we always practiced really well, but... We were ready to work and, you know, had a good attitude and, and it was a great, you know, I've said it a hundred times this year, just um, this is a team that, that has been fun to go to practice and work with because generally speaking, you know, I think we had one outlier maybe a week into practice. And then this 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 whole thing since we got back from Charleston, I, I think is I think it's different, you know, because you, you, you're adding the, the other factors of the drudgery we're not going to play another opponent for a long time. We just got back from three wins. Um, you know, the feeling good about ourselves, the relaxation, the the, the comfort level. Um, I think you just got added factor. So how, how do we deal with it? I mean, Edgar, we just, you just address it. You know, you talk about it. Um, you you start stuff over. I mean, you, you, you try to do your best to demand the level that, that you want. Um, but that said, you know, you, you got, you got limitations on hours, and you know we've got some guys banged up as well, and we've had some guys banged up. Um, so you know, just continuing to uh, communicate to this team. I mean, this, this it's not like we've got uh, four juniors and three seniors out there that, that are really you know leading the way and making sure that we're that we're super sharp. Uh, now you've got again, you've got freshmen that tasted success for the first time that are going through uh, you know some other stuff relative to academics, which is important as well. And 
a lot of distraction. We don't play for a while. So I think those were, those were factors. KJ, um, Andrew, you know, a couple of our leaders stepped up yesterday. I think that was a big factor for us in, in being a little bit better, more sharp. White was also asked for the source of some of these poor practices and if it's coming from a lack of leadership in the youth that the Gators have on their roster. And Mike White acknowledged that he thought his team would have some growing pains because of all the new pieces. But that being said, he had been pleased with what he had seen from his team in practice up until the Charleston Classic. We knew, we knew we'd have to have elite leadership from KJ, and three sophomores would have to, to play and work and lead beyond their years. Um, and then we had two, we have two redshirt juniors that are older, just haven't, you know, heck, half the time we've practiced, they've, they've been in the training room, you know? So you, you take them out of the equation, really until the last, Gak was out there yesterday for the first time in a long time. Um, so yeah, I mean, you're, you're, you, we've got babies out there, you know, we've got, Got five freshmen and three sophomores and nine new guys and yeah, it's part of it. It's part of it. Um, that said, though, Edgar, you know, like again, until we tasted that success um, in Charleston, this this group, you know, had been really sharp in practice. You know, um, definitely more so than last year's team. So uh, we, we showed signs of. Um, you know, freshmen and sophomores working at a at a high level. You know, at, at a level that that was pleasing to the staff. Just took a big step backward when we got back from Charleston, and hopefully regained some momentum yesterday. You know, as a staff, we we you know we maintain optimism that we can be a lot better in a couple months. You know, as long as long as we do what we did yesterday. You know, we come to work and we come to improve, and we deal with successes and failures and, and understand the big picture is growth. Um, no, I didn't, I don't care what anyone wrote or said or um, assumed. I didn't anticipate, you know, us scoring 85 a game in the first month of the season. No, didn't, didn't, no. I anticipated some other things, you know, a um, couple things catch you off guard every, every year uh, with regard to how you, how you wanted to play, how you, how you need to play, how you have to adjust. Um, and with this team, very, very difficult in July, August, September to say, I think this is how we're going to end up playing without evaluating it under the lights, on TV, in front of fans, um, because of so many new pieces. You know, again, the, our only senior is is brand new, and we're still learning him. You know, um, and he's still learning us and his teammates, and um, so. Yeah, offensively, you know, we, we still remain very much a work in progress. Uh, I do like we're at a lot more than I did, you know, three weeks ago. Um, still have a ways to go. Defensively, um, we've been pretty good. Not as good as Butler. Butler's been uh, fantastic defensively, but, but we've been pretty good. Mike White also gave his thoughts on Saturday's game at Butler and how big it would be for his Gators to get a win on the road against the number 24 Bulldogs. Oh, huge, huge. I mean, this we've got a bunch on our schedule. Um, you know, at this point, it's it's about development. It's about growth. Um, we'd like to win some, obviously. Uh, great opportunity. You know, this, this team is terrific. Um, Kamar Baldwin, 
I would argue there's not a better guard in college basketball. He is fantastic. Um, any way you look at it, offensively, defensively, off of ball screens, isolations, uh, ball security, um, wreaking havoc defensively, rebounding, posting, um, the way he's shooting the ball, you know, efficiently from three. He's really good. The environment's going to be off the charts. Uh, this is a team that's, you know, a legitimate top 20 team, going to be a tournament team, um, as good defensively as any team in the country. Uh, we better go up there and, um, and space and execute and cut and share it, uh, or points are going to be very hard to come by. The latest matchup between Florida and Butler will tip off at noon on Fox, and that'll do it for the latest edition of Locked on Gators. On today's show, we discuss the possible scenarios for Florida's New Year's Six bull bid. We previewed the official visitors that are going to be coming to town this weekend, and we brought you some comments from UF coach Mike White about his team's matchup at Butler. On tomorrow's show, we will preview that game with Graham Hall from the Gainesville Sun, get his thoughts on what it's going to take for the Gators to get a win against the Bulldogs on Saturday. Make sure you stay tuned to Locked on Gators, your team every day.